The following podcast is by Mr. Jim Taylor, elder law and special needs attorney, helping and protecting those who need long-term care. And welcome back everyone to part three, veterans benefits. What is available to your loved one? How do you qualify? We've just started the first two segments on what they are, potentially what happens how do you you know who do you go through etc so we for those of you that are catching us at part three make sure you go back to part one and listen through because there's a lot of foundational information that you need to know and we are here with mr jim kaler of the kaler law firm in ohio and jim welcome back we're going to talk about eligibility right now aren't we not yes thanks suzanne okay in part two we talked about the overview of the three different programs that we're talking about va pension most people call it aid and attendance and listen to part two about why I don't like you calling it aid and attendance, uh, VA compensation, also known as disability, yes. and services available through VA health. Now we're going to talk about eligibility for those programs. We may only get to pension during this point, uh, during this segment. We'll see. There's a lot, of, a lot to cover. Okay. Uh, VA pension is, as I mentioned, many people call it aid and attendance, and that's an, an inappropriate name. Um, you had to serve during uh, a time of war. You don't have to have been your whole time in the military during the time of war. You had to be 90 days in the military, Vietnam or earlier, uh, two years after Vietnam. Uh, and at least one of those days, and it's weird, but yeah, because, uh, you know, of all the thousands of people who served in the military, there are probably a few that served during one day of, of, a, uh, of a period of war. Not many, but that, that's all that's required. Okay, the qualifying branches of service, and for those who are looking at the slides on YouTube, I'm sorry, you're going to have to listen to me read the slide. I hate people to read slides, but some people are not going to be checking out the slides. They're just going to be True. listening to it on the, on the radio broadcast, so I have to serve them too. I apologize for reading the slide. So the qualifying branches of service are the usual you would think of, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, the Coast Guard, Merchant Marine, especially Merchant Marine was huge during World War II. It was the women's corps. Yep. Ner the nursing corps. Yep. Military Academy cadets. Oh, wow. I didn't know they that. could be called up at any time. Okay. They could be, they could be pulled out of school and, and called up. So they were True. at risk of, of, be, of being sent off to war. Um, and then some civilians on Wake Island in World War II. Now, Wake was not very big. Okay. So if you were a civilian there, you probably were helping the war effort anyway. Okay. Got it. But certain civilians are eligible during World War II. In addition, if you're a full-time commission officer in any of the following, you're also eligible. The, <clears throat> excuse me. The public health service. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we're always worried about even, you know, back in the day, uh, mm -hmm. World Is War II, like World War I, worried about people attacking us through our water supply. So public health service is a big deal. Okay. okay, but that's not like the Red Cross. No, that's not like the Red Cross. It I didn't is think so. I wanted to make sure that, that we were clear right. on that. Okay. No, it, it, it is a particular branch of the federal government. Uh, the Coast and Geodetic Survey, those are the people who, you know, look at what the coast is like in, in the, uh, the close-in waters, because that's where you figure mm -hmm. out where a submarine can sneak up on us. Yep. Um, the Environmental Services Administration, again, yep. like public health, is looking out for, a, for attacks on the general populace. Mm-hmm. And the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Yes, the weather people. You think, oh, and, why weather? We you go been, fight a war without knowing the weather. 
Well, here in the Pacific Northwest in critical habitat with endangered sea life, believe it or not, we do a, we have a lot of representation of NOAA fisheries. Oh, I, NOAA. I have no doubt. I have no, no doubt. There's, they're very big here in the, in the Pacific Northwest. Yep. Okay. So now the length of service, as I mentioned, uh, before September 8th of 1980, and this was not during a wartime. So this is kind of, a, this is a clean break. Okay. I'm sure there was military action going on, but nothing mm -hmm. declared. So in September of 1980, there is, really isn't anyone who was, uh, whose eligibility changed because there was no active wartime at the time. Okay. Mm -hmm. So before September of 1980, 90 days of active duty had to be active duty. Reserves, guard doesn't count if it's only training and they never go on active duty or they don't sure. get 90 days. Okay. It has to be, it has to be active duty. It's got to be somebody who currently would get a DD-214. DD-214 wasn't always used. So I can't say you had to have a DD-214 because um, earlier veterans, it wasn't a thing that we didn't have that form. Um, <clears throat> and then after September 7th of 1980, 24 months of active duty. Okay. And that's, measured uh, they start from the uh, start the date is measured from the start of active duty okay because the 24 months needs to be all together 90 days of active duty didn't have to be all together now they want the two years uh, all at one time and at least one day during a designated wartime okay so that's the length of service test to get into va pension okay it is limited to veterans and surviving spouses if the veteran had time during a time of war Mm -hmm. Okay, you have to keep that in mind. So what are the designated war times? Okay, all of our World War One veterans are gone. Sorry, but enough time has passed. They're gone. And we don't have we uh, but we see lots of World War Two veterans. And we're starting to see more and more of Korea. Okay, absolutely. So, uh, not surprisingly, the designated war time for World War Two started on Pearl Harbor Day, December 7th, 1941, a day that right. will live in infamy. Uh, it continues through to December 31st of 1946, except right. for the Merchant Marine. Merchant Marine had their active duty end on VJ Day, Victory Over Japan Day, August 15th of 1945. Why the difference? Because one hot occupation of both the Japanese territories and Germany was going on by the military. So mm -hmm. while it wasn't a wartime it was still hot occupation. Okay. There were still hostilities. That's, that's it at the abstract. The real bureaucratic reason Congress didn't turn off the declaration of war. Okay. <laughs> Until Congress turns off the declaration of war, it's still on. So that's why it goes to December 31 of 1946. Does it have a logical reason because of hot occupation? Sure. Okay. But were we at war? Not technically for the history books, but technically for the VA pension program. Okay. Interesting. Korea from January 27 of 1950, which is when we first got involved. June 27, you have here. Yeah. Oh, you sorry, January. Yeah, I'm looking so fast. I, I want to make sure on our radio that they no. know. Yeah, it, yeah, it's June 27. Sorry, everybody. You are right, Suzanne. Thank you for catching that. I'm paying attention here, sir. <laughs> yes, you are. To January 31 of 1955. Yeah. Like with um, World War II, this is months after the end of hot hostilities. Now, remember, 
technically we're still at war with North Korea because Correct. they set up the demilitarized zone. We are simply in a uh, an armistice. There is no peace treaty. Okay, but this is 14 months after the armistice. Again, Congress didn't turn it off. Okay. Vietnam is weird mostly at the beginning. The first coverage for Vietnam is for people who were in Vietnam and only Vietnam. Okay. All the other time periods that I'm talking about, it didn't matter where you were in the world. If you were in, uh, in the States, in Quartermaster Corps, pushing Jeeps out the door onto planes for transport, you were in the military and it was during a time of war, you're eligible for pension. Okay. But at the beginning, well, okay. At the very beginning of Vietnam, we still don't acknowledge it. Our first um, casualty in Vietnam was 1957. You notice 1957 is not on the list for those who are looking. For the pension program, the first that, and I'm going to blame Congress, the first that Congress is willing to acknowledge that we were in Vietnam is February 28 of 1961. So all of those military personnel who served and had themselves at risk from 1957 to February 20 of 1961, I'm sorry, your government has not served you as well as they should have. I wish I could offer more than my apologies, but that is where we are. Sorry. From 1961 to 1964, where we were active there, everyone knew we were there, but Congress had not yet taken action. So wow. that's why the difference, if you were actively in Vietnam, and that includes if you were on a boat off the coast of Vietnam um, because you were running supplies or, or, or shelling or whatever. So in Vietnam, uh, don't necessarily take as the borders of Vietnam. And you know, that is so sad when I think about we're at that time when that age group is now um, in many cases needing care. And yeah. it just really... Um, Makes me sad. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. And then after the Gulf of Tonkin resolution on August 5th of 1964, when uh, one of our ships got fired upon in the Gulf of Tonkin, Mm -hmm. that's when Congress finally acted with the Gulf of Tonkin resolution. And then everyone in the world who was in the military was covered at that point for VA pension up through May 7th of 1975, which is about one month after our retreat from Saigon. Okay, so since we got out, there was no long, hot occupation, but it still took Congress a month to turn it off. That's okay. Mm -hmm. That's fine. And then the the war on terror started August 2nd of 1990 with Operation Desert Shield uh, around Kuwait (coughs) to keep uh, Iraq from from going further. And it has continued through Kuwait and Desert Storm and through Afghanistan, through Northern Africa Mm -hmm. and while there technically is no declaration of war, they have a memorandum approving the use of force or something like that. Um, that has not been turned off either. And wow. that, is a, that is a political football that affects many things beyond VA pension, that for VA pension purposes, VA pension has been turned on on August 2 of 1990 and is still running for people who've been in the military at all during that time. And sadly, some of them are needing care now too. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So, so we are nearing we the end of this segment. Do have time to 30 segment. seconds to go through this? No, we're going to take more than that. 
All right. So we're going to go on and to the next segment, and we're going to talk about a little bit more about uh, eligibility. And Jim will be right back right after this. State of Ohio residents, you have a friend to help you navigate long-term care while protecting your assets. You can reach Jim at www.protectingseniors.com or just email him at jkoewler-afe, that's jkoewler-afe at protectingseniors.com. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families, too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform. 